Hello, this is Scan, your podcast preacher, and I want to welcome you back to Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strengths Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in our lives. The title of this message is, Wisdom is Not Permanent, Nor Guaranteed. This is a multi-episode series in which this is episode one of four. So you think that you are smarter than your parents, which you also believe will give you an edge in life? Perhaps you believe you will not struggle with the same things that they did, thus making you a better human being than they were. I ask these questions for you because anyone who has been paying attention to our culture, the world in fact, knows that the family unit has been attacked and by all appearances seems to be losing the fight. Not possible, you say? Sodom and Gomorrah had a breakdown in a family unit and lost their minds and their cities in the end. Don't think it can happen to America? Well... Like King Solomon, who, by biblical accounts, was smarter, or rather, had more wisdom than his father, King David, we too can think we are smarter, or have more wisdom than those cities of old. But in a strange analogy, I reply, if you saw a snake before it bit you, would it in any way still be able to bite you? Let me save you some energy. Yes, it can. And if we repeat the mistakes of those who went before us, We will incur the same judgment they did, because God never changes. Malachi 3.6 For I am the Lord, I do not change. Therefore you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. In Hebrews 13.8 Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So let's go back for a minute to support the idea that wisdom has legs. King David was described as a man who was obedient in all matters pertaining to God. Yes, we know he sinned, and so does God. And yet it is God who described him as such. Acts 13.22 And when he had removed him, he raised up for them David as king, to whom also he gave testimony and said, I have found David the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, who will do all my will. Do you describe yourself based on your sins? That is, do you allow God to define you, or the devil? In your humility, God will win the day in describing you if you let him. Okay, but so now King David passes on, and Solomon looks out of his window, and his knees begin to knock at the sight of his responsibility. The Bible doesn't say this, but I imagine it was so. So Solomon is sleeping, and it is in this place that God asks him a very important question. Let's see, but before we do, I want you to really listen to this conversation. There's an if statement, and whenever you hear an if statement, you hear choice. You hear room to error or room to succeed. 1 Kings 3, 5, 15. At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, Ask, what shall I give you? I wonder how many of us actually believe that when God asked King Solomon, What shall I give you? That he is asking us the same thing. Each and every authentically born-again believer has an ask package that comes with their salvation. It is a purpose ask in this message, not necessarily a provisional ask. Verse 6, And Solomon said, You have shown great mercy to your servant David, my father, because he walked before you in truth, in righteousness, and in uprightness of heart with you. You have continued this great kindness for him, and you have given him a son to sit on his throne, as it is this day. Now, O Lord my God, you have made your servant king instead of my father David. But I am a little child. I do not know how to go out or come in. Confession, yes, we have someone who knows himself and is honest about it. 
Solomon was on a great start. Verse 8, And your servant is in the midst of your people, whom you have chosen, a great people, too numerous to be numbered or counted. Therefore give your servant an understanding heart to judge your people, that I may discern between good and evil. For who is able to judge this great people of yours? So we have some more good stuff to look at as we roll through this scripture. It is, in fact, so rich I can't help myself. So see here, he identifies the people as God's people, as God's chosen people. This is important, especially for those of us who don't see other Christians as gods, as God's chosen people. It kind of intimidated Solomon. Doesn't it to you as well? An understanding heart is also defined as a hearing heart. Solomon wanted to hear God as he managed the affairs of God's chosen people, so that he would know the difference between good and evil. Now in this context, asking for the understanding to see the difference between good and evil is a young man's prayer. I say this because we cannot actually judge the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. This is why we weren't to eat of it in the first place. It is also an old man's prayer, because somehow in his youth, he knew this. He knew that without God's help, he would not have had the ability to judge between good and evil. In fact, none of us do without the wisdom of God in play. It takes the wisdom of God to understand the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and its fruits. Verse 10. The speech pleased the Lord, that Solomon had asked this thing. Then God said to him, Because you have asked this thing, and have not asked long life for yourself, nor have asked riches for yourself, nor have asked the life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself understanding to discern justice. What? An understanding to discern justice? I thought he wanted to judge between good and evil. Nope. He wanted to understand how to apply judgment in each scenario, be it good or evil. Verse 12. Behold, I have done according to your words. See, I have given you a wise and understanding heart, so that there has not been anyone like you before you, nor shall any like you rise after you. And I have also given you what you have not asked, both riches and honor, so that there shall not be anyone like you among the kings all your days. So if you walk in my ways, to keep my statutes and my commandments, as your father David walked, then I will lengthen your days. What do you think? Did Solomon ask God how it is that he made him wiser than any man who ever was on this earth? God went forward and backwards in time to determine Solomon's purpose, even though Solomon wasn't the first or last man to walk on this earth. Also, it's crazy, right? I mean, after all of this goodness and richness, God places an if right towards the end of his promises. And it wasn't for the money or the wisdom promise, but for the length of days promise. So knowing the end of Solomon's life, it would be fair to say that Solomon died prematurely. Next, verse 15. Then Solomon awoke, and indeed it had been a dream. And he came to Jerusalem and stood before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, offered up burnt offerings, offered peace offerings, and made a feast for all of his servants. Well, that's it for today. Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages, but what you can take away from it. Together we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, steal, and destroy the works of the enemy and create space for the light of life to shine through into people's lives. Find a seat and click on the like and subscribe button. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks and see you next time in deep waters.